Welcome to Movie House, a weekly production of Delta College Public Radio. I'm your host, Mark Brown. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the final installment of the legendary blockbuster franchise that has been plugging along since 1980. In it, Harrison Ford returns to his iconic role as the whip-wielding adventurer archaeologist, this time hunting for something called the Antikythera, or Archimedes Dial, another possibly mystical ancient artifact that a bunch of evil Nazis also want. This time, Indy teams up with his heretofore unknown and unheard of goddaughter, played by the estimable Phoebe Waller-Bridge, a brilliant archaeologist herself who has Indy's sharp mind and taste for adventure, but none of his principles when it comes to artifacts going to museums instead of to the highest bidder. Like all indie adventures, it apes the structure of movie serials from the first part of the 20th century when stories were told in episodic increments and always ended on a cliffhanger to get you to come back next week. In this case, we see a digitally de-aged Indy encountering the Archimedes dial for the first time aboard a train during World War II. After watching him triumphantly defeat a trainload of goose steppers and claiming the dial for the good guys, the story cuts to Jones as an old man in his 70s. In an effort to establish his senior citizen cred immediately, we see a saggy, shirtless Harrison Ford rattling around his New York City bachelor pad in his boxers, yelling at the kids across the way to turn down that racket. He's a lonely, crabby old man, a far cry from the beloved campus sex symbol he was in his younger days. His goddaughter appears, hoping he'll help her find the dial, but just as she turns up, the squad of creepy Nazis on her tail do so as well. The leader is played by Mads Mikkelsen in full round-glasses creep mode. From there, we get horses and motorcycles chasing through a parade in the subways of New York, motorcycles and tuk-tuks racing through the streets of Tangiers, traveling by map to Greece, two different callbacks to the snake pit and giant insects of earlier indie films, explosions, gunshots, and sudden stroke of genius realizations about how the artifact MacGuffin of the day works, all while Indy wears the iconic hat, bag, leather jacket, and whip. James Mangold took over directing duties from Steven Spielberg and does a pretty good job of aping his bright, kinetic style and breakneck pacing. Waller Bridge is a fun addition and definitely has those 20th century proto Lara Croft Tomb Raider vibes that work well in this setting. For someone as hyper-aware and savvy as the writer of Fleabag, she does a good job of giving herself over to the silliness of the story. The film rounds out Harrison Ford's senior citizen victory lap return to all of his iconic roles. He's already been Han Solo and Rick Deckard again, so the only truly impactful role left was this one. With each legacy role return, it seems he's addressing the failures and limitations of fatherhood. Han Solo was anguished over his son's turn to the dark side. Rick Deckard had to reconcile with giving up his miracle android child in order to protect her. And now Indiana Jones has to face the wartime death of his son and his inadvertent abandonment of his goddaughter. It raises the question, when he was the biggest movie star in the world in the 80s, was Harrison Ford actually America's dad? Naturally, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny doesn't delve deeply into any of that because these aren't deep films. They're meant to be zippy, fun adventure picks with a few laughs, a few scares, a moment or two of sweetness, and a big bang at the end. And in that capacity, the movie is fine. It's a solid approximation of Spielberg's original magic. Better than Crystal Skull, but of course inferior to Raiders and the Last Crusade. It's not necessarily a great ending, 
but it is an acceptable one. Movie House is a production of Delta College. I'm Mark Brown of Delta's digital filmmaking program. Tune in next week for another new review, and you can find past episodes of Movie House at deltapublicmedia.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.